start the conception of the pbe podcast with a special guest one off air that was kind of like you know what we need to just make it clear we're gonna he's gonna go by papa joe Mm -hmm. 24 years experience drilling wells unconventionals unbelievable story that's about to be told and uh we're gonna refer to him as papa joe Mm -hmm. what do you think skips i like it i mean for and we'll i mean i guess we'll touch on this more you know later on but as most of the listeners on the show are geoscientists, right. maybe they'll go out to the rig to see, you know, wireline being maybe. run or core, right? But th- no one really understands the ins and outs of what's going on on the ground, boots on the ground, and the logistics behind making yeah. it all work. And that that is probably the most important part. That's really what makes this happen, yeah. right? Is making sure everything's on site when it is needed and it's off site when it's not Sheesh. needed. If you're disconnected from what's happening on your well and where you're trying to land that well and get hydrocarbon out of that well, if you're disconnected from that process and you're not talking with Papa Joe daily mm-hmm. or people like him daily, you're, you're outside of your mind. You're outside of your mind. Engineers are doing it. Engineers obviously have good relationships, but geoscientists, I would, I would question it. No, I, I, would, I would doubt it. And if someone says they do, I'd, I'd call BS on Yeah. It. Yeah, and Papa Joe, what do you think about that? Is that is that accurate to say? Yeah, absolutely, it's accurate because the engineers they have uh, more in and outs, and they're actually calling the consultant, you know, see what's going on and how's the operations going, and telling them uh, what to do, basically, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, on a daily basis. So definitely, definitely, uh, engineers. They're uh, more into it than more into it than geoscientists. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Geologists, you got a geoprog, you're following it. Geologists yeah, kind of just watching yeah. the. It's like there's no rock up there. I mean, that's probably their thoughts going into it. But in reality, everything that's going on on the surface has everything to do with what's happening in the right. subsurface. Right. right. That's po- that's that's time zero essentially, man. When, right when we break into that reservoir with the drill bit, every little change that's happening is being driven by the rock and by mm-hmm. the reservoir. Everything, pressure differences, mud loss, all that stuff means something, and it's all coming directly from this formation, mm-hmm. 200-million-year-old formation that's never been touched before, and now we're drilling into this thing and depressurizing, causing all these problems, and and then Papa Joe's up at the top going, all right, we just lost pressure, we got weight off, it. Yeah. all these things are happening, and it's coming from the reservoir. I mean, that's the story. That's, that's, that's God telling us what's going on in this reservoir right at the drill bit. Mm-hmm. Be live yeah. with that. Tell him Papa Joe. Tell right him Papa the, Joe. Yeah, right on the surface. You call that a, a drilling break. You yeah. go into a drilling break. You know, a little drilling break? It's a drilling break. You go in, you drill into a shell that's like uh, never been drilled before, right? Mm-hmm. And it's got pressure uh, uh, behind it. So once you drill uh, drill into it, you can see that your ROP is starting to speed up, your weight indicators. Uh, losing weight and is that formation talking to you? Yeah. And we got Jocelyn in the room covering for P Dog, and she just pulled up an image for us to uh, to take a look at. So this is kind of a cartoon schematic of just I would imagine just kind of fundamentally what a drilling rig looks like and kind of the operations. You can see the mud pit number nineteen. 21 looks like the mud shakers. What's that called? Yeah, the shell shaker 22. So what we're gonna do Papa Joe and what we want to hear is kind of 
I don't know, the just kind of how this is all put together. I mean, you build these every time you need to drill a new well, boom, you're the mm-hmm. one organizing all the logistics of putting this thing together. Breaking it, them down, yeah. Breaking them down and putting it back together within a, a time gap, which it's three days and a half. So the time, the time the rig is released, the time it's back in company time. So That's like your PR, wow. right, Dad? Excuse me? That's like your personal record? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we have to break this baby down and put it all together. You gotta have all the uh, trucking company, all the equipment needed in order to uh, meet this gap. You know? Jeez. Yeah. Multiple so, companies rolling in, everybody yeah. trying to be on the same page. Yep. Someone gets a flat tire out on the highway and just everything's just, on a halt. Mm-hmm. You gotta have backup trucks, uh, tr- trucks ready to be fixed uh, right there on site and everything that goes with it so um and the way these trucks dad how they go in through those like small narrow roads mm-hmm. it's crazy mm-hmm. and it's like yeah. they're narrow roads i don't know how these rigs go in through that and they're not just this regular um 18 wheeler truck they're they're huge they're big mm-hmm. they're about eight foot up in the the driver's cabin sits about eight foot up up your head so he can't see you when he's driving <laughs> around on the rig so Sheesh. you gotta be aware of that and stress yeah. that uh stress that to the guys in the in the warning meeting that you know you gotta have a buffer zone when this big guys these big trucks are you know running running around around the location setting uh equipment around and you just gotta be real careful you know Sheesh. So, okay uh, so we know we all know and all the listeners know that we're putting this drill bit it's got these crazy diamond teeth on them and then we're about to go into the subsurface with this thing and that drill bit has to be spinning like crazy and it's going to be eating up that rock that's the fun that's it we're drilling into the subsurface so how do you how would you break this picture down no and get into this that final point you're ready to you're ready to drill a hole okay so um when we complete the rig move or towards uh, going to complete the rig move when you got all your equipment together and you function test that all the equipments are working so you start from your gen package as it's at your power package that's what give power to the whole rig mm-hmm. and um you go up to the rig floor make sure all your amphion computers are all good to go all your hydraulics are working um everything's uh we you all have a we have um an inspections we go by before we before we tell the operator, you know what, the rig it's 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 on y'all. It's on mm-hmm. y'all's time now. Yeah. So, <clears throat> in order to do that, we got to make sure everything's functioning, right? Because you don't want to turn in the rig to the company when it's uh it's half fast rigged up and half fast mm-hmm. working because yeah. it don't work that way. It's got to be a hundred percent working when you tell the guy, you know what, here we are, we're yeah. in company time now. Because you know that operator didn't pay for half a rig. Exactly. So yeah, wow. they're paying there. You know, it counts by the second by the minute by the hour you know they oh, want yeah. that rig going when you move that rig it's got to be 100 percent rigged up and ready to go damn by the okay. time you tell them so that being said uh you do that so you see that number 10 right there that right now they have a they have the bops as the blowout preventers but when you spud in it's just the pipe a straight pipe that we put on the uh, conductor and it's a riser basically and then a, a flow line that comes back to the shaker, which is number 21, right? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So that, <clears throat> we do that. By that time, we're already in company time. And then by that time, we're doing all that stuff. The guys are getting all the um, all the uh, the bits, the stabilizers, the mud motors, which is called the BHA, bottom hole assembly. They're mm-hmm. getting it ready, strapped, mm-hmm. and ready to go. They put it over here where you see that number 23, that's your V-door. Over here to this side, there should be some pipe racks. That's where you have your 
all your pipes set, right? So behind mm -hmm. your BHA goes your pipe, right? Yeah. While we're wow. rigging this up, you can have the other guys be setting everything up. So when it comes time, everybody's, everything's there. You don't mm -hmm. you don't wait another hour or two. So when you're right. blowing and going, and that ROP gets going, right, and you're starting to go through formations quick, you're ready to go. Two hundred feet an hour. Yeah. What's yeah. the fastest you've ever had an ROP? Well, it can go. I mean, it all depends where you're drilling at, right? Uh, South Texas, you got the Eagle Ford. Uh, I mean, you're drilling 300 foot an hour. 300 know? feet oh, an hour. Yeah, it's, it's, that baby's going. You're making connections <laughs> like crazy. Right? That's a massive yeah. amount of rock being cut in an hour. So Ooh. before we do that, you make building. up the BHA and all that stuff. You make the bit, BHA, and, and then you start, you tag bottom, which is uh, the the conductors only drill like about 100 feet. Yep. Mm -hmm. So you make up your BHA, which actually, actually is going to be like 100 feet of a BHA. You got your bit, your stabilizer, button motor, um monels mwd tools and all that stuff so basically you build all that stuff and you start drilling yeah you start making hole yeah. but when you start drilling you, you want to start uh with a slow rpm uh slow rop mm -hmm. and a slow pump rate because it's really is y'all um you're all shallow on, on the surface if you put those pumps to it if you kick that pump on the ass and you start drilling real fast, so you, what you do, you're gonna watch out that surface, right? Yeah. So you just wanna contain it, contain it, contain it. You get about 300 feet. Once you drill 300 feet, you're just gradually picking it up, picking it up. Mm -hmm. Once you're a 1,000 feet, you can kick that baby in the ass and you know Ooh. open yeah. it up, open it up, because you wanna drill that surface hole, which is from um, 100 feet to 1,000 feet. It's clean I mean, to 3,000 feet, you wanna kick that baby. Um, you want to get a drill mm -hmm. as fast right. as you can. Fast and as clean as possible. As clean as possible, right. safe yeah. as possible. You want to drill that baby within 18 hours. Um, you be want to be turning around and uh, be running casing, right? Damn, surface casing. Yeah, surface casing. Yeah. So you want to actually have a gold, um, start drilling surface, 24 hours, you're nippling up, start drilling intermediate. 3,000 all the way to whichever, wherever you're at. Depends on what region you are. Yeah, it could be uh, you know from three thousand all the way to seven thousand. Could be ten thousand, eleven thousand before you kick off. You run your, you drill your intermediate, and then you uh, start uh, building the curve, your lateral, mm -hmm. and start uh, drill your lateral. Okay, so before we get to the lateral and we start kicking off like that, for us in geoscience side, the the second you start drilling we're kind of putting the subsurface back together based on the cuttings that are coming out. We got our mud logger out there and he's catching samples off that shaker and we're hitting this red clay and then this sand and then, you know, these different limestones mm -hmm. and different things. These things are coming up and that all means something. We're trying to recreate the strat column of the, of the subsurface while that's coming out. When you're going 300 feet in an hour, those cuttings are moving up that 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 drill bit and that whole column of 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 drilling tubing or whatever that's called right yep that that's stuff it. is just shooting just, out of this yeah. hole because you got you got those pumps wrapped up you know maybe 100 under strokes of each pump there's got two pumps you know and you got a flow coming out of uh 30 to 40 maybe 50 uh, percent flow out of um, a 10 inch pipe so just imagine how much how fast that baby's coming out of it you know, 10-inch pop, and you got 50% coming out of it, you know. You're kicking in, kicking in the ass and bringing all the, those cuttings. So when you're drilling that fast, uh, the smartest thing the, the smartest thing to do, to drill like 300 feet, right, and then just uh, circulate there, but you might want to ream your pipe, you know, up and down maybe 100 feet, get some of that shell out, out of the hole. Because if you drill it too fast, you're drilling too fast, and you, you ain't displacing that uh, shell out of the hole. 
So the chances are that you're going to pack off. You no pack off. Shit. Yeah, pack off. So when that happens, you pack off, your hole packs off, and you're putting pressure down the hole, you're going to break down formation. That's one of the things that yeah. can happen. So you got to be wise on that and know what you're doing. So, so the, the clays are coming out from the drill bit, going up around the around like the, the annulus or whatever yeah, they call it. Boom, exactly. the cut, cuttings are coming up, and they'll, they they almost lithify, and they get stuck, and they start packing in. Well, it doesn't really um, start packing in. It's whenever you turn off your pumps, so all your all your cuttings start going back down, right? Oh, okay. And the ones that are going up, they're just packing up. So you're just packing up. So, so you got these oh, cu- cuttings coming down. down. Meanwhile, it's trying to circulate right. now, which is... It's jamming in there. Yeah, it's jamming in there, so that's why it's good to drill. You know, you can drill as fast as you want, right? You got to have a uh, in between circuit. They call it circulate. This could circulate the shell out. Yeah, now, it could be 10, 20 minutes. You know, but the operator don't want to don't want you to stop drilling. Oh, that's yeah. right. They just want to kick they're, in they're the like, head, hey, this is time. You know, yeah, it's, but yeah. yeah, but you can do it there. You can you know drill that once down, which is a hundred feet. You can back ream, back ream it. Right, and just go back down, which would take about five, ten minutes. You can do it oh, sooner. Oh, nice. You know, you clean can, that up real clean, quick. Clean that hole a little bit. Clean that hole from all that clay. Or that time is shell. Excuse me. You want to get all that cleaned up by the time you kick it under the ass again. Yeah. Damn. Hell yeah. yeah. So now you're setting intermediate casing. You usually set intermediate before you start the lateral? Well, it's, uh, it's you can start, no, it all depends. You know, yeah. where you're at. Like I said, what region or what the operator wants. But, um, you can start kicking the uh, the lateral when you're drilling the it intermediate. You can kick it. You can put it probably a 20-degree angle, maybe 30, 40, whichever they call for. And then you pull out, and then you run your casing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when you're drilling your lateral, that's when you finish your, your curve. You land yeah. your curve with an 80-degree angle, mm-hmm. and then you just kick it from there. Take it, take it, take it, yes. and keep that angle with uh, what the geologist is looking for. Right, right. Yeah. We got the geoprog. You guys are yeah. on track. On track trying to yeah. stay on. And, that, and for most companies, right, that's when the geologists actually start paying attention. Yeah, exactly. Because right? once you that first surface and intermediate section, I feel like a lot of companies are like, well, that's just whatever, right? Which get, is get through, yeah, get through that as fast as we can, so yeah. we can like get to the lateral, right? But at the end of the day. That's all the data that we've been missing, right? Right. right. All that data is now gone. All those cuttings, yeah. It's just—it's a sad story. You're getting into a sad story. This is a happy yeah, story. This is a happy. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're getting I'm sorry. Into a sad story. Okay, so I'm looking at all this equipment kind of surrounding the rig, the drilling rig. You got hydraulics, this mud motor. You got the mud pit. That thing's circulating, so that the, those cuttings and that mud's coming out of formation as you're drilling. It's going into the mud, and it circulate circulates back into the system to yeah. keep that. That uh, that mud going and keep yeah. it keep it drilling. What? Go ahead. So sometimes what happens is a gas kick or a formation will kick with hydrocarbon, boom, and it comes out in the fluid. It comes out with the cuttings. It comes up the hole. It makes it in the mud pit. It'll actually travel through the mud pit and back into the system. And that gas sniffer that the mud logger is watching for another formation kick, seeing if it's a potential reservoir, boom, you'll see it again. And it was actually just recirculated gas. Yeah. So when that happens, you see that number 10 right there, that's your mm-hmm. BOB preventers. When we actually hit a pocket, we actually <clears throat> circulate the whole come through there, you shut your this is your your pipe, you actually shut your um your, which is your top rams or or your annular and you open your um there's a valve in the bottom called the uh, HCR valve, hydraulic control valve. Mm-hmm. Uh and it goes through that to the number 22 which is your choke manifold yeah what is right? that thing doing so that's right there this controlling your your pressure when you have a gas kick 
you going through there and you you're regulating the pressure with the manifold on top. This is just called super shock manifold. Okay. And what you're doing basically you're just controlling the pressure because you want you don't want to isolate all that pressure and close it all at once because you're gonna blow the formation out, right? Yeah. You wanna constantly circulate that bubble out so you can keep on going yeah. or a kick, whatever it is. So you go through that choke manifold and it goes to that number 20, that's a gas separator. Oh, it is. Let's so the gas separator, okay. it separates the, the gas and the fluid, right? Mm -hmm. So basically, you see that, that red line coming over here to close to the reserve pit, that's yeah. the flare line. And uh, you're burning that gas. You're burning that gas while you're uh, circulating through there right and uh so what, like i said basically you're just uh, separating all the gas and, and your liquid and it goes back to your mud pits and back into the system damn you're just trying to relieve that pressure yeah. that just popped damn what kind of hydraulic pressures are we talking about when we're we're on on that uh that motor that's spinning that drill bit all that pressure that's coming through those lines to get that thing spinning the way it is how much pressure are we talking? Well, we're, that's not hydraulic pressure. That's a uh, pump pressure we pump through the uh, through the mud motor, right? So yeah. you're pumping uh, three, four thousand psi <sighs> through them jets, right? So that's how much pressure is going through there. You know, you coming, it's coming crazy. out, coming out that bit. It's coming out that those bits from the the jets from bits. You basically got about forty five hundred. It all depends what the rig is equipped. You can have five thousand, six thousand psi coming out of it. Wow, that's how much you you're ever, pumping in. Yeah, you ever Ooh. seen one of those things come? Up? This is a segue into the drill down segment, and we'll just talk one, maybe one story in your experience, twenty four years of doing this. You ever seen one of those lines get like severed by something or or come loose and just go crazy? On at surface 6, line, yeah, um, it could. Uh, I've seen a Kelly hose parted. But um, it's got some safe. It's equipped for safety uh, with the safety cables. Okay. So when it does happen, it just parts right. It because it, it's a it's a Kelly hose. It, actually, it's a it's a rubber hose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, equipped with around with the spiral with metal or wire. You can say. Yeah, on the inside. It, it's an inside. It's equipped and it's made for that PSI to run that PSI. But you know, the wear and tear, maybe on the rig move, it, it got damaged internally, but nobody could see it, right? So, yeah. Yeah, I've had uh before it happened on a rig that uh, up on the up on the derrick, which you got your probably number three. Yep. Mm -hmm. Where it parted from, and uh, it didn't completely part it, but just cut halfway. I mean, you had old base coming, and we're drawing with old base. I mean, it covered a whole backyard, <laughs> you know, with old base. By the time you want to catch catch that, yeah. you know, it's if you pump. Five ten seconds is it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of mud coming out of that. It's spraying through that cut. <laughs> yeah, four thousand psi. Yeah, and depending on where you are, it's, if you're drilling, uh, you know, three hundred feet, right, an hour, then right. all of a sudden just things screaming. Yeah, it what? just come out screaming yeah. and spraying air all the location. Oh, yeah. I bet I bet your buddy with the pressure hose was uh, pretty pretty excited about that. Uh, <laughs> so I got something to do the rest of the day. Everyone get out of my way. It's, uh, pressure wash the entire two, rig. Two days of cleaning, you know, cleaning Jeez. the uh, uh. the rig out. Yeah, I'm getting some rust about to involve a third party come and help us out because we got a well to drill, right? So yeah. we basically that's what we do. We call the rest of the the operator does calls the rest of crew, six man crew with maybe three uh, six pressure washers and and clean the rig while we're drilling. Wow. All right. So to end the conception part of this show, you got all this set up. You've successfully put together all the logistics from all the different companies that are providing the tools and providing this equipment and providing the people to come out here, build this thing and to get to drilling. And now Papa Joe is in charge of this crew. 
and yep. you are working the schedule and you're making sure that the operator is getting what they paid for or, or better than what they paid for, right? Exactly. A good, clean hole, right to formation, ready for perforations and completions. When you get to that point and you're ready to go, when you're out on location, you know everybody that's out there. You know from the the guy that has zero experience to the guy that you trust that you can go with uh, maybe a second opinion on. Exactly. So what does that actually look like on that side of, of this kind of the service side of, of the company of drilling rigs? You got someone with zero experience. What are they doing out there? Like what's what's their responsibility? What are their jobs? What do you, How does that work? And then how do they progress in their career to someone like you that's a pretty much a consultant type, so much experience and a driller that knows what they're doing and no matter where you put it, uh, where we put you? Well, be honest with you, when you got a experience, a zero experience hand, it just show up to a rig. It's just a red flag for everybody, you know. Because oh. he he's a liability, a and everyone just oh, knows. Oh man, it. and it's and, and I'm, oh. I'm the one in charge. To make sure he's he's um, <laughs> everybody's keeping him safe, and it's just a liability, and it's just um, it's hard to keep uh, have one of them guys to come in zero experience and to move on up, you know. Um, it's just. It's just stressful. It's a stressful job to have those guys yeah. to come in. I mean, but, that's what you did. You, yeah, that, that is that's what you did. Yeah, I started. Yeah, I started back in back in '97. You know, so started as a pit hand, and I'm pretty sure I was a I was a pain in the butt with the guys that I was working with too, because you know it was a new <laughs> hand. I never I never seen a drilling rig before in my life, and I didn't know wow. what the pumps were. I didn't yeah. zero. Wow. You know? Okay, so you yeah. Gotta, meanwhile, you now you can break this down in right. every piece and every part that goes into every one of those numbers, oh, yeah. and that in his sleep. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. So yeah. you got a pit hand. The pit hand's doing what exactly? So the pit hands. You see in that drawing. So he's on the on those pits, which is uh, number 21, 18, and or seventeen, eighteen, and twenty one, right? Right? So basically his job is weighing okay. the mud coming out of the shaker to make sure that that mud it's it's kept it's kept at the weight that we want it, mm -hmm. you know, because the formation formation pressure might be greater than what the what we, our pressure is pushing right. it down, which will be a, a mud weight of a 10 pound mud weight. Right. Mm -hmm. So his job is to weigh that mud coming out and going in to make sure we're keeping it the same um, same weight all the way around. Yeah. Right? Oh, wow. And uh, check the viscosity too, right? Check right. the viscosity, and he will call it out on the uh, on the phone and the mic, and keeping everybody aware that um, letting everybody know that the mud is still what we want it, what, okay. the, what we want it for it to be. Because if it's slider and we do hit a formation, you know, it's got pressure coming out of it, and it's gonna blow every oh, yeah. blow all that mud out. So we just. That's a, it's an important job. Everybody's job there is important. Right. But we got to make him, you got to make sure that, um, that one hand, he knows, you know, what he's doing, what, yeah. his, what his job is, and what's his is job that, title. And as someone who's drilled so many wells in South Texas and the Permian, you have a general understanding, oh, when we get to about this depth, we're going to hit a zone yeah. that's going to be overpressured. Exactly. And so is that, is that kind of where... You get kind of worried for one of those new guys on the rig. Well, well, well prepared. Uh, by that time, say like seven thousand feet, you know, we're gonna hit this zone. So by that time, we already had weight to the mud, right? Mm -hmm. So we're ready. Yeah, we hit that uh, that formation that we want. Do we want to get it? We're ready. We, we we have that mud weight. But yeah, it's a concern that making sure that he's doing his job. Yeah, and the Derek man is the Derek man is doing his job putting the weight to it make sure we got that weight by the time we get there right okay so, so you got a pit pit hand yeah and then from there it goes to a floor hand 
Okay. The floor hands, the guys, the floor hands are the ones that are working up there in the, on the rig floor, making up the pipes, making up the connection, tying the connections, and um, keeping the floor clean, basically. You know? <laughs> keeping the floor clean. <laughs> yeah, keep it clean as, clean as possible. But that's their job, you know, pick up pipe, yeah. make uh, make connections, and... And here we go drilling. So you got yeah. two. You got basically two guys around the, the Kelly bushing. Yeah, those are the two floor hands. Okay, and then you got somebody up in the in the nest feeding uh, the pipe. Yeah, that's a Derek hand. Uh, that's when we got uh when we got all that pipe racked up. So like we drilled, a, we already drilled a well, right? Yeah. And um, so there's multiple wells, uh, multiple wells in a pad. So what we do, we pull out all the all that pipe, right, and we rack it up in the Derek. You know, so we'll be ready to prepare for the other well when we walk to it, right? Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, the Derek man has to go up there and get the pot and latch it onto the um, to the elevator where the block is going up, right? He latches onto mm-hmm. it, and there's two guys on the bottom holding the bottom end of the pipe. They'll hold it together, put it on the stump, make it up with the iron roughneck, and um, the driller is the one in the cabin, you know, with all the controls. You got about... Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll say four to five monitors. He's got to be watching, and it's all about pushing buttons. You mm-hmm. know, making it, making a, making a connection, and then turning on the pumps and opening valves before turning on pumps and stuff like that. Damn. So on the rig floor, we have a driller, the Derek man is up on top, and two floor hands, right? Okay. And there's a there's a motor man too, which is is the basically he's the one that's making sure all the uh, gen package everything's. Running good. Okay. The motors ain't, ain't heating up. Uh, we got the supplies. We got the supplies, making inventories, that all the supplies that we need, and um, keeping everything going for the rig. He's a, basically he's a he's a run man. We call him the run man because he's the one that's doing all this stuff, bringing pipe to the uh, to the pipe racks, filling up the pipes with uh, pipe racks so we can keep on picking up pipes when we're drilling uh, a new well. Right. Wow. When you're drilling a new well, of course you don't have all the pipe in the dairy because you fill, you're first drilling that, that first well, so you're building up a stats by picking up single joints from the rack. Mm-hmm. So the motor man, his job is to make sure the pipe the pipe rack is full of full of pipe. Yep. By the time we run we won't run out of pipe, we just keep on building, making sands and you know, drilling drilling hundred foot an hour. I mean, hundred foot at a time, because every time you got to make a make another hook, which is another connection. So, yeah. So some operators will uh, would uh, provide a six man crew, some five man crew. When it's mm. a six man crew, that's when you have a pin hand. When it's a five man crew, he's only one der- a derrick hand, which is we'll start with a driller, derrick hand, motor, and two floor hands. So basically, the uh, derrick hand. He's got to be doing all the things that the pit hands should be doing, weighing the mud. Oh, snap. Mm-hmm. Mixing chemicals and all that stuff. Yeah, so it's double trouble for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, There's some operators over there that just, they're just going to pay for five-man crew. Yeah. They ain't going to pay for a six-man crew. So it's about five or six people that are really kind of yeah. getting this thing to keep going. Keep going. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Every 12 hours. At 6 o'clock, relief comes. There's two shifts. Yeah. yeah. Go, there's two shifts, yeah. They'll uh, they'll get relief and the night crew will keep on going. But that's not including you, right? No. That five six man crew is not you. No. You're you're no. running the logistics for that five man six man crew. You're yeah. making sure they're all just kind of getting that stuff just running. Yeah, keep it running like a well oiled machine. Mm-hmm. And then so there's two of you then every every twelve hours as well. Boom boom. No, boom. it's just me. I'll work twenty four hours. Twenty four fourteen. 
Wait for 14. <laughs> when there's a chance to sleep, you'll sleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sleep when you can. Yeah. Sleep when you can. But like I said, if the drill, if the rig is drilling good, yeah. you don't have no problems. I mean, you're basically it's drilling good, so you don't have no problem. I mean, you can go to sleep at night, right? Yeah. But if they're running into any problems that you know they have pump problems or top drive problems, um, any ringing. kind of problems they can't handle, you know, they call me. I'm about a, a second away. They just push the button, get the phone. Hey, Joe, we need you out here, Papa Joe. Papa Joe, Papa we, Joe. <laughs> Papa <laughs> we got Joe. a problem. We lost pressure on yeah. this thing, or whatever the case yeah, is. Whatever it is, uh, open surface equipment. It's that's my my job. You know, make sure everything's good. If it's if I don't have a backup part, you know, gotta get on um, get in the phone, yep. get on the computer and start ordering parts. You know, to yeah. be there asap. You know, wow. so it's as fast as you can, fast, as fast as you can get it out there because it's company and you know, it's paying you for production. They ain't paying you just to be broke down, right? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Now is all the employees that you we just went through that five six man team plus you is that all one company or those are those are different companies that are providing the employees that are coming together for this well? No, uh, so you have the um, the drilling rig, right? The drilling rig, when the uh, operator makes a contract, it comes with contract with the with the rig, with all the equipment equipment needed to drill that well. Yep. Plus the employees. Wow. Okay. So it's uh, ten employees, mm-hmm. you know, that the uh, they work on a twenty four hour shift. Yep. So five work uh, from six six in the morning to six at uh, the evening, and the other ten guy, the other five guys, excuse me. Work from six in the evening to six in the morning. Yep. Yeah. And then we actually we got all the uh, third party, right? We got the mud engineer. He's inside. Mm-hmm. So we got the consultants. So, so those are the ones working for the operator. We got the directional drillers. We got the MWD tool hands, and any other service hands that the operator needs out there. Right? Mud logging. Mm-hmm. He's got the mud log, logging, and then he's got the um, shell shakers guys. That this is shell shakers are the ones that. We put underneath our shakers, right? They call them dry shakers. And there's another guy down there that the company will provide. Mm-hmm. The operator will provide for him to be moving all that shell around and be hauling it off. Actually, he's a control of a backhoe or an excavator, uh, yeah. and they're just hauling. You that don't sh- want that in the. You don't want that in the water. No. So all this, all this shell is coming out of the the earth. Mm-hmm. So. Basically, is it's it's uh, all coming out from the shakers go to the dry shakers. The dry shakers is just to contain all the fluid, all to save all the fluid that, that the company can, right? And just to uh, just get rid of all the shell. So the shell goes into an open top container, which will be probably about twenty foot by eight foot wide, and you know, so everything falls in there. And the guy actually with the excavator getting all that stuff. And there's a there's a haul trucks coming in. Getting all hauling all that shell off while no we're drilling it down. Well, they taking all that shell, man. That shell has all kinds a, of answers in it. They have they taking all that. They have a reservoir yeah. where they dispose all that stuff. So okay, yeah. oh man. And they, they say right. nowadays they're using it for, um, for pavement and some kind. Of, they got use for it now. That's back good. then they yeah. would just uh, they would build a big old pit and cover mm. it up. Right, so it's just dry shell. <laughs> now they're, they're, they say they, they got use for it now. So, man, okay, I think that was a, a yeah. phenomenal conception of this show. Just kind of breakdown of the of everything. Basically, we'll go into the 
the drill down segment of the show, which is going to be your career and really the, the mentors along the way, some crazy, funny stories, whatever you want to share with us along the way of a 24 year history in the oil and gas industry, mm-hmm. which is incredibly unique for, I think, all listeners and certainly for myself. So I'm really looking forward to that. Before we do the breakdown, uh, the, the drill down segment, we got to give the opportunity for our drill down sponsor to uh, to say a few things. And we're going to run that commercial right now. 